talking Illinois high school football. If your goals are as high as you talk about, tonight's the night you go out and just take one more step. It's a view from the West. And it starts right now! Welcome to View from the West, episode number two. Whoever thought that on Valentine's Day, with temperatures hovering around zero, we'd be saying that football is right around the corner. But here we are. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong. We got a great show today. You'll be hearing interviews from both head coaches from the 2019 Three Rivers Athletic Conference Divisional Champions. First up, back-to-back track Mississippi Division champs, we'll talk to Ryan Pearson from the Princeton Tigers. The Tigers advanced to the state semifinals in 2019 before falling just short to Byron. That will be followed by one of the best rebuild stories from anywhere in the state of Illinois back in 2019. Morrison went from two wins to track rock division champs and advanced to the state quarterfinals in 2019. We'll talk to Mustangs head coach Ryan Odding. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter at ViewFromWestPod. You can also email me at ViewFromWestPod at gmail.com. Subscribe and follow along on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Don't forget to leave a review and tell me what you think of the show so far. Looking ahead to next week, we'll keep the conference champion interviews rolling along as we hop on the Lincoln Trail. We'll be joined by Anawan Weathersfield head coach Logan Willits. It's a great interview talking about Titans' expectations heading into the spring. We dive into his transition from offensive coordinator to head coach, his appreciation for small school football, and some of the biggest influences to him along the way. It's an interview you won't want to miss. But for now, settle in. It's Ryan Pearson and Ryan Otting, the Ryan cast or the track cast. It's View from the West. Let's go. Well, the first of our Three Rivers Athletic Conference division champions from back in 2019. I'm joined by a head coach of the Princeton Tigers, Ryan Pearson. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. Yeah, so division champs and went to the semifinals in 19 before falling just short to Byron. Uh, man, that was a battle. I remember watching that game, 7-3 final, and it just just yeah. what a game. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, – sure. First of all, obviously coming off of two straight conference titles, that semifinal appearance, I'm sure you and your guys are more than ready to get back to work here. Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, I, you know, we were pretty worried, uh, you know, once COVID hit that we weren't going to get a season. And, and uh, you know, I, it's kind of bittersweet because our, uh, you know, our, it's not what we hoped for. You know, we were hoping for a, a playoff you know, type situation, even if it was just a three game kind of a deal. But uh, bottom line is our, our kids get to play and, and our seniors get to play at least six more games before they end their high school career. And, uh, you know, that's 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 what's most important. Being that it's a short season, no playoffs, like you mentioned, how do you approach it? How do you look at it? How do you I mean, I guess, how do you keep kids motivated to know that there could have been a lot more here for you guys, but this is still an opportunity? Sure. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to have any issue, you know, keeping our kids motivated. You know, they were they were pretty excited to, to play and and the alternative was was not getting to have a season at all. You know, and they were just going to have to end their senior year with without getting an opportunity to put the stripes on one more time. And, you know, so even though, like I said, it's not 100 percent what we wanted, you know, it's it's much better than the alternative not getting play at all. So, Coach, you got a guy that's put up some pretty big-time numbers over the past few years in Rondé Worrells. He's got a few games left for you. Tell me about his impact on this team and on this program. 
Well, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's got the opportunity. He's going to go play uh, Northern Illinois uh, coming up next fall. And uh, certainly he's, he's very, very excited, you know, for the opportunity to do that. But at the same time, you know, he wants to finish his high school career as, as a Princeton Tiger. And, and uh, you know, we honestly can't ask for a, a better leader, you know, for our program. Uh, he's just an extremely hardworking kid. You know, very, very humble, you know, always puts, you know, the team before himself and uh, just a, just an absolute consummate leader that, you know, I think is a great example, you know, not only for our varsity kids now, but, you know, all of our younger kids that we have in the program that, that this is what it's like to, to truly be a, uh, a leader that everybody can look up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, coach, we'll go back in time a little bit. You uh, made a semifinal appearance in your second year at Princeton. But take me back to 2016, the Canton Little Giants taking, taking oh, a trip gosh. to the semifinals, going yeah. up against Rochester and falling, which a lot of teams have fallen to Rochester in the playoffs. But uh, sure. tell me about that rebuild of that program and what that run meant to you and to that, to that town, to that program. Well, I think it was, was, was huge. Um, you know, Canton, uh, you know, before I took over the Canton program, you know, they hadn't had a whole lot of success. I think they had one playoff appearance, I think, in the last 14 years. And, uh, you know, I don't, Canton had never had a, a semifinal appearance uh, in program history. And so, you know, for us to do that, you know, in, uh, in, in such a short amount of time, you know, it, it really was a testament, you know, to the, that group of kids that we had. They kind of bought into what we were selling and, you know, really, uh, you know, definitely played for you know the name on the front of their jersey and and not the name on the back of their jersey and so uh, that's what made it special you know those kids were were extremely humble and and were very proud to be little giants and and uh certainly a season that i'll i'll never forget wish it would have came out a little bit differently but rochester is pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah that's an understatement they're, they're pretty good well, you take over a Princeton Tiger program that kind of had some expectations. They had been in the playoffs and had a quarterfinal run in 15. <clears throat> How were the pressures different than when you had started at Canton, you know, with the expectations were there in Princeton? Uh, well, to be honest, I, it was relatively the same. Um, I think Princeton had one playoff appearance, and that was a little bit more recent, you know, than what Canton had. But I think Princeton had one playoff appearance in the last 15 years. So, um you know, the biggest thing was just to, uh, you know, get the uh, get the community to buy in, uh, you know, get the kids to buy into the program and, and the morals and the values that we have and we preach. And, uh, you know, I think our kids have, have done a phenomenal job with that. And, and uh, you know, now once the ball's rolling, um, you know, it's, that's kind of the tough part. You know, now it's just maintaining it and, and uh, you know, hopefully continuing to put out a product that, that not only our school can be proud of, but, but our community can be proud of. So you took over the Princeton job from Jesse Snyder and then fast mm -hmm. forward a few years. Uh, he's back from Stockton now on your coaching staff. What's it mean to have a coach like Jesse with, you know, a coach of his caliber and that experience on your staff along with you? Well, I, I think it's, it's absolutely vital. Uh, you know, I, I firmly believe that a head coach is, is only as good as his staff. And uh, I think we put together a, a phenomenal staff, you know, here at Princeton that, uh, you know, we all share the same values and morals and, and we care about our kids. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I've got, I've got three former, you know, head coaches on my staff right now, uh, Dave Moore, 
Uh, Coach Dave Moore won a, a state championship at Bureau Valley. Uh, Coach Tyler Nichols, you know, was the head coach at Kiwani. And then obviously, you know, Coach Snyder was the head coach here and then uh, the head coach at Stockton for a couple of years. So to have, you know, three guys, you know, that, that have, have sat in my seat, um, you know, I think is tremendous. Uh, you know, I think that they do a great job of, uh, of teaching our kids the fundamentals and, and uh, you bring a lot of energy each and every day. And, and, you know, just, I think it just adds to the overall atmosphere of our program. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're a product of Stark County High School. You're, you're a rebel uh, back, <laughs> back, back in the day. What do you yeah. take? That's, a, you know, a very proud program, a great 1A school. Um, what do you take from your playing days with them that translates to you as a head coach now? Well, I'll be honest, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a product, you know, probably of, you know, my coach, uh, Coach Gary Johnson, you know, his Hall of Fame coach at Stark County for years and years. And, and uh, you know, he preached, you know, hard work. You know, there wasn't too many programs that, that were going to outwork us. Uh, you know, he preached discipline with our kids, you know, make sure we focused on the little things uh, because eventually those little things were going to add up to big things and, and make us successful. Uh, you know, he preached on perseverance, you know, never giving up, uh, you know, no matter, uh, you know, how many times you get knocked down, you got to make sure that you get back up again each time. And, and uh, you know, it's a lot of those things are still pillars that, you know, we carry in our program right now. And, and uh, you know, we actually talk about it quite a bit. And, and you know, the last one's, you know, humility, um, you know, never caring about your individual accolades. And, uh, you know, it takes 11 guys that, that truly are, are going to be on the same page and they trust each other because if you can't trust each other, you know, you can't win with each other. So um, a lot of those things, you know, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to, to have been a part of a program and, and uh, you know, learn from, from such an amazing coach like him. Uh, and it certainly kind of helped pave the way for me, you know, in my coaching career. Yeah, when, you, when you're talking about Gary Johnson, if, if your name's on the field that, that you play on, I guess yeah. that means you had a pretty good coaching career, huh? Oh, absolutely. A uh, long time, you know, that's, uh, you know, before Stark County even became in existence, you know, he was on that field for, for many, many years at Wyoming High School. And, and then we consolidated in 1992. Uh, you know, I know he led the program for, for another 10 to 15 years. I can't remember exactly how many, but, uh, you know, he, uh, he fought a lot of battles, you know, on that field. Yeah. All right. We're going to go a little no huddle here. Talk a little bit more about some intangibles. Mm -hmm. So besides Princeton, what are your three, three favorite venues to play in, in the three rivers when you go on the road, which three do you like? Well, uh, I, I, I really enjoy uh, going to Newman. Um, I know it's, it's uh, the, the facility is Sterling high schools, but you know, uh, what a great, uh, great venue for, for high school sports. You get to play on the turf and uh, certainly just a, an absolute beautiful facility. Um, you know, I, I love the atmosphere, you know, anytime, no matter whether it's, you know, in Princeton or, or whether it's in Spring Valley, but, you know, the Princeton Hall battles, you know, are always something that's very, very memorable. And, uh, you know, that second round playoff game that we had at Hall last year was, was definitely something that, uh, you know, I thought was, was very, very memorable. Um, and then probably the third one, uh, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I know I'm supposed to be going fast here, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say I'd definitely say those were, would probably be my top two. All right. 
and, I, and I'd have to think on the third one. <laughs> All right, that's, that's fair enough. This one's going to be harder, though. Now, you only pick one. The best helmet uniform combination between Princeton, Stark County, and the Canton Little Giants. You only pick one. Well, I'm, 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 I'm pretty biased now, so I'll, of course I'm going to go with, with the Tiger Stripes in Princeton. <laughs> All right. I can't, you can't go wrong there. can't go wrong there. And you're probably going to keep people happy that way. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you got one current coach in the NFL, college, or in high school that you could add to your staff full-time, who would it be? Someone that you have around for ideas, for in-game advice, practice. Who you got? Who do you look up to? Oh, I don't have to hesitate on this one, Urban Meyer. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm very, very excited to see what he can do with, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, read all of his books. You know, any, any type of material out there that, that uh, you know, is from Urban Meyer, uh, I absorb. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal leader. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly try to follow a lot of the things that, that he does with his programs. There you go. Best on-field memory as a Stark County Rebel. Uh, probably it would be our semifinal victory uh, that we had in 97 uh, when we went to Villa Grove and it was a, a nail biter and ended up coming down to a, a field goal attempt for, for Villa Grove. If they make the field goal, they go to the state championship game. And if they miss the field goal, you know, we go. And, and fortunately it worked out in our favor and, and uh, we ended up winning the game 14 to 12. It's got to be. That's yeah, that, that's probably an easy one. That's got to be a great moment. Absolutely. All right. Last one. Last question. If I'm in Princeton, you know, and, and obviously COVID times are a little more normal and I could go out to eat somewhere. Where's the best food? But also I need that atmosphere. I need to know that it's a, it's a restaurant that loves the Princeton Tigers that you're going to talk football there too, maybe. Well, uh, I tell you what, you want to, you want to go somewhere that, uh, you know, has phenomenal steaks. You know, you go to the prime quarter here in town, um, any time that we've went there, we always run into somebody that wants to talk football. So not only are you going to get your uh, your conversation about the Princeton Tigers, but you're 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 going to go away feeling pretty full, also. So fun story. I grew up in Ottawa, Illinois, and we actually took a road trip out to the Prime Quarter on homecoming night, maybe just for dinner because okay. we had we'd heard so much about you know the steakhouse there. So I've been there sure. once. Been a Absolutely. while, but I've been there. It's it's phenomenal. Well, hey, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. <coughs> good luck this year in, uh, in a shortened season. But like you said, the alternative was, is not good. So, have, you know, have a great year, and uh, we'll be excited to watch you. Awesome. I appreciate you having me on. I'd like to welcome the second half of our Three Rivers Conference Division Champ interviews. This time we're welcoming in Ryan Odding from Morrison High School. Uh, you know, it seems like it's been a while, but uh, Three Rivers Rock Division Champs still sounds pretty good to you, huh? Yeah, it, 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 it sounds real nice. You know, we got painted up on the back of the stadium there 2019. So, and the kids drive by that in the parking lot coming into school. And, and it is nice, but it has been a while. Yeah, well, Coach, let's, uh, let's look a little bit forward here. How excited were you guys to get the news and talk about, you know, telling your players and kind of just the ups and downs you've been through here in the last year or so? Well, you know, they're excited. You know, it's been, it's been a long fall and winter. Um, not sure what the spring's really going to bring. Kids are excited. We, we've been doing some weight room work. Uh, we got a lot of kids in basketball right now. Being a small school, we're going to have to figure out how to share some of them. But, you know, we are excited to get back on the football field and, and you know, compete a little bit, even if it is a little different season. It's a little bit unfortunate that, you know, there's no playoffs to look forward to, especially for a team 
like you guys that was so talented and, you know, made a great run in 2019. But give me a little bit of the scouting report. What are you guys look, what are you guys going to look like? Well, we lost quite a bit. I mean, we did, we had a lot of good seniors, you know, uh, that, that did a great job for us in the program for four years, but uh, we do bring back our quarterback, Nathan, uh, Nathan Helms. I think he threw for roughly over a thousand yards, uh, maybe, I don't know, 1060, something like that. Uh, it doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I bring back big tight end TC Ottens. Uh, I think he had 15 or 14 or 15 catches last year. You know, a couple of senior linemen, uh, Tyson Smith started at center two years now for us and Aaron Wolf at guard. So, you know, we, we have some other seniors in there that are going to step up as well. Brennan Linky's one on the defensive side of the ball. Hope we get some time at linebacker. So we're excited about getting back to things. Take me back to the 2018 season. You know, your first year you go two and seven, but that's with three one-score losses. And then you lost a starting quarterback in the middle of that season. What was kind of the vibe amongst the team heading into 2019? Did, do you think they felt like they could compete and turn it around, or did you have to do some convincing at how close they may actually be? No, they, they were, they're a group, good group of competitors. I mean, you know, those kids, it doesn't matter if it was football, basketball, or track, or baseball, they were going to put out there and compete no matter what. You know, we did talk a little bit about the, the, the close losses. You know, uh, I remember we fumbled a couple times against Riverdale, and, you know, we – we, uh, Jake got hurt, like you said, in the Fulton game, and we threw a sophomore out there, which is Nathan Elms, our senior this year. You know, he gained some experience from that, but it was a tough position to put him in. But, you know, yeah, we understood we were right there on the edge of it and with some hard work in the offseason and the weight room, and, and we had kids out working on extra points and, and lifting and running together, even over and above what we had scheduled. They, they were ready for 2019. They understood that 2018 was a growing year. So, yeah, let's look at that 2019 season then. How did you see your players change throughout that year? What, what happened, you know, throughout that year as wins piled up? Well, I'll be honest, the weight room was a big thing. You could see how much stronger our kids were getting. They were buying into what we were doing. Um, you know, we had some team speed. Um, the Anderson kid uh, running track down at U of I now. Uh, uh, Nick Allen, uh, Nathan Mickley, you know, our, those kids were fast in our relay. So we had that team speed already. We just needed to build our bodies up and our confidence up. And I think that's really what happened and how they kind of transformed, you know, they, they became the seniors and it was their time. And they, they accepted that challenge and they took it on, whether it was on or off the field in the classroom and the community. It was a really good group to have. And, and you know, we're certainly going to miss them this year. Yeah, that group certainly seemed like a, you know, program changing type of group, you know, especially when you look at the results, the way they flipped. You talk about that team speed, you know, talk about that track speed. You had guys who, you know, were on the Morrison track and field team that got a fourth place uh, finish at state the year, you know, the year before. How did you make sure that you utilize that team speed on offense and defense? You know, it's, it's easy to have speed, but you got to make it work. You got to make it fit into a game plan. Yeah, I mean, with the Anderson kid, we, we spread him out a little bit and tried to get him one-on-one, -on -one, and we knew if we could get him the ball and we could make the pitch and catch that he was probably going to run away from just about anyone that was on a football field. Um, you know, defensively, our, our team speed, Mickley played linebacker. He flew around, did a pretty good job of filling, and, and our safety, Nick Allen, was one of those track kids who uh, came up and would hit you too. You know, you go back to that track story, I feel really bad for those kids not getting to compete last, last spring. 
I think they had a chance at, you know, possibly being state champs as a team and, and certainly some individual uh, opportunities for them. But, you know, they grew through that as well. And most of them were off at college and, and doing their thing. But, you know, we utilized it the best we could. Um, it's nice to have. I mean, uh, it's just something I was, you know, gifted to have those young men. It certainly looked like, uh, based on some of the highlights, that you were, you were able to utilize it pretty well. There was some, like you said, there was some gaps being made there on those, on those runs to the outside. Um, Coach, talk about your defense from a year ago. In 11 wins last year in 2019, you only allowed double digits twice, and you never had anybody score more than 13 points on you. You know, you talked about the speed, but, um, you know, what was the key there? What, what really solidified for that team? Well, they played us, uh, you know, our defensive line was pretty good. I mean, you know, a lot of times the linebackers and, and, you know, your free safety and all that get credit. But our defensive line was awful tough. They took up a lot of blockers. You know, we had uh, Cooper Darby on there who graduated and Riley Wilkins who graduated playing in. You know, so they, they ate up a lot of space and they let our linebackers run free and our defensive backs could run free and make tackles. That, that was a pretty big key. I mean, that speed went along with that, too, that we talked about earlier. You know, I think we had probably, I, I'm guessing here, I'm looking over, I think we picked off 23 passes last year as well. And I think we scored 32 points defensively. So, you know, we did it on both ways. So it was nice offensively and defensively. And a lot of that comes around the athleticism we had. You know, we're going to be a little bit different group this year. But, uh, you know, we still have some, some athleticism, too. A couple younger brothers coming through the program. I got Alex Anderson, Keegan's younger brother. That's going to be pretty good. And some other returning kids, Caden White. So we look to have a lot more of the same, you know, team atmosphere, flying to the football, 11 guys in the camera. Uh, at the end of the play is what we were looking for. Um, tough news this week. Um, Mike Poposi uh, had a heart attack, um, you know, just I think a week ago or so. Um, our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to him for a speedy recovery. Ryan, I wanted to ask you about him and his influence on you. You coached at Newman for 10 years from 03 to 13. You know, what are things that you saw in Mike and just being around Mike in that Newman program that, that you've taken with you now? Well, it's a pretty good family atmosphere. I might need a minute here, Greg. Mike's a great guy. I feel really bad. Um, it's hard when you work with someone that long and he was a big influence on me. Uh, yeah, I need a minute. No, um, you're fine. Well, we worked together for quite a long time and, you know, went through some ups and downs, mostly good times on the football field, but we worked in the building as coworkers as well. So, you know, as, as an AD, as a, as a coach, as a teacher and, and an AD and a friend and a confidant, you know, he, he meant the world to us. He means the world to us. So it, it's tough. I mean, he, he, big influence. So coaching-wise, uh, building a team, family atmosphere, uh, those types of things are, are things that are irreplaceable. And, and the kids come first. I mean, it's not about winning football games. I, I know that's the ultimate goal of the game, but that was never Mike's intent. It was about growing young men to be good fathers, good uh, husbands, you know, uh, good employees out in the work world. And that was, that was probably the biggest influence. And that's what I've tried to carry on as a coach myself. I apologize for getting a little emotional there. No, no, that, that's certainly understandable. Our 
thoughts and prayers are certainly with Coach Poposi and his family and the Newman program. It's really hard to find a better coach or, a, you know, just a better guy all around than, than him. And it's in my dealings and just I know a lot of people I talk to. So certainly keeping our thoughts, you know, with him and hopefully we get a, you know, full recovery from a great man. Yeah, he's been a great influence, Greg, on, on a ton of people over there. A lot of young men and young uh, ladies through basketball and through being a teacher, being a community leader. So, you know, the same comes from the Morrison family to Newman. We wish Mike the best and his family. So hopefully, you know, if people pray, give them some thoughts in that regard. Well, transitioning from that, which is, which is not easy, um, Coach, we'll go a little no huddle here and kind of, you know, go through some, you know, kind of real quick, question answer we've talked about both defense and offense when it comes to week to week strategy which do you prefer game planning for an offense or for the defense uh i i prefer to do defense now but i was an offensive guy most of my career last four or five years i've kind of turned more into a defensive guy i was our coordinator last year uh so i i like planning our defensive game plan especially when i had team speed and linemen like i had last year it was nice yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the playmakers you had probably certainly makes that defensive game planning uh, more fun, I would, th- I would say. Uh, yeah. you, have any, you have any game day superstitions? Any things that you do or practice superstitions? Or? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I probably do. I don't know what they are. You know, uh, I, I might wear the same undershirt or something like that. I, I don't really know. I, I try to stay away from people as long as I can. You know, it's hard to find me around the stadium early on if you're – News media has been looking for me. My coaches are calling me. Go listen to some music, maybe, and then hide for a little bit and then show up at game time. All right. One current coach in the NFL, college, or somewhere in high school that you could add to your staff full-time. Not replacing anybody that you got on your staff, but just a mind, a football mind that you want to have around and just pick their brain. Uh, I like Mike Leach, believe it or not out of okay. Washington State. Well, actually at, at uh, Mississippi State now. So, and before that at Texas Tech. So, you know, uh, I believe he was out at Iowa Westland for a few years too, um, somewhere in, uh, when he started out. But just how he's kind of went from not really playing college football to becoming a college football coach, having the air raid offense, being able to sling the ball all over. He's a pretty funny guy. If you've ever listened to any of his podcasts, he can be a little bit borderline uh maybe insensitive at times but i think he'd be great to talk with i've read all his books he's written books on geronimo and swing your sword about pirates and he's just an interesting all-around guy a little bit more than just football yeah that's that's a good answer i've seen and heard a lot of his stuff over the years and he is he is a personality for sure what are you looking at you know his offensive mind what do you see what have you read that that intrigues you that the x's and o's wise what do you like well, I, I love if you ever watch a game, how big his play card is. It's about the size of a, a, a index card, you know, and that cracks me up when other coaches have 15 sheets. So I think just his his knowledge of what he's going to do and, he, and he's going to stick with it. If he plans on throwing 70 times, he's going to throw 70 times. That's just the way it is, you know, but I do like how he has some nice schemes that run some pick plays for his receivers. He gets the ball out of his quarterback's hands pretty quick, you know, so. It's, it's very well thought out, but it's one of those things like anything, whether you're running the wishbone or you're running a five wide, it, it's about getting reps. And I think the more you rep it, the better you're going to get at it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he's, uh, you know, a dynamic mind in football. And certainly, like I said, a character, but there's something to, you know, to look into for what he does. All right. This might be the hardest question of the whole podcast here. Who looks better in the winged helmet, Morrison or Michigan? Well, now you got to include Moline in there too, don't you? I think they just changed it. They went back. They went back to the M. So oh, I'm did glad. They? Yeah, okay. I think they All went right. back All to right. the M. Uh, Morrison certainly looks better than Michigan. Not a Michigan guy. No, no, neither am I. So uh, no, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be more of a, a Northwestern guy. How's that? Hey, I'm a Northwestern guy. I'm a yeah, Northwestern I fan. I know you are. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know you are. So. <laughs> You've seen Twitter, apparently. I, I do like Pat Fitzgerald, too, though, as a coach. He would have been a good one to pick earlier as well. There you go. There you good go. Good family, man. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd say uh, Morrison's put on a better product on the football field than Michigan, too. So, well, you go with that angle as well. Yeah, we've, we've had some success here. Hopefully, we can keep it going. This is going to be a strange year for sure. Yeah. Hey, last one. Best place to go in Morrison for food, but then also it's got to be a place that, you know, you could talk a little football when you're there too. It's a place that's clued into the community. Uh, you know, there's a, a pub downtown, a bar called Fat Boys. They have a great burger, uh, you know, Brick Block, brick block Pub, Happy Joe's. It's got a nice little place in there. So I'll give you those couple there. And then you can talk and Sometimes those are places you avoid when things aren't going well. <laughs> I when, they're going, when they're going good, though, it's good to go down there. So, but you know, I, those are, they have good food. They're good people. The community's been great for us. So, you know, we're excited for this this uh, football season. All right, hey, that sounds good. I've driven by that place a million times. So someday I'll have to I'll have to stop in there when I'm not in a hurry going from one football game to another. I understand. Well, hey, Ryan, thanks so much for taking time. Good luck this upcoming weird shortened season. Hopefully you can, you know, get something out of it, especially for your seniors. But I really appreciate you joining me. Hey, thanks, Greg, for having me. That'll do it for this week's episode of View from the West. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to go out to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and subscribe so you can follow along and downloads will come automatically every week. You can follow along on Twitter at ViewFromWestPod. You can also email me if you're interested in being a sponsor, ViewFromWestPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.